Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Many, many people these days are working from home, but that's not an option for Metro bus drivers, nor is it an option for taxi drivers. Both are considered essential workers, and even though they've seen big decreases in customers, the people who need them really need them. So how do they stay safe when germs are everywhere? Ron Klein, executive director of the St. Louis Metropolitan Taxi Cab Commission, said the commission is stressing cleanliness and protective measures when possible. We've told them how important it is for them to sanitize. You know, we, we serve the public at the Taxi Cab Commission. Uh, the drivers themselves answer to the taxi cab industry. So um, what our rules and regulations are that they must keep their cab clean and sanitized uh, b- before they, you know, they transport to the public. Uh, what we do have found, though, is that uh, protective equipment for drivers, which is hard for anyone to find, is also hard for the drivers to find. So uh, we have been soliciting uh, donations from the community to help uh, keep this cab sanitized. And and just yesterday, the owner of um, six restaurants in St. Louis, uh, Vindicet and uh, the Hamilton Group, actually, uh, donated sanitizer to the as much sanitizer as the drivers needed to uh, sanitize their cab. So we are getting some community support, which is really good. That's Ron Klein, executive director of the St. Louis Metropolitan Taxi Cab Commission. And Ron told us the driver's revenues are way, way down. Some have given up driving for now altogether, while others are still out there. He explained the demand. Um, you know, if you live in a, you know, in a, like, say, South St. Louis, where, you know, the bus lines are great if you want to walk up to a bus, but some, most of the people that, the elderly that the cab drivers drive, you know, can't make the trek to the bus stop. So, you know, the taxi is their only choice unless they can get a family member or they can get, you know, uh, food delivered, you know, through uh, other, uh, you know, order online, which is another issue in itself. As you know, there's a lot of elderly people that aren't computer savvy. So they still pick up a telephone and dial away onto the, you know, to the taxi company. And that is the Metropolitan Taxi Cab Commission's Ron Klein. He asks members of the public who depend on cabs to be patient with drivers right now. They're dealing with a huge loss of income, as well as having to clean their cabs thoroughly multiple times every day. And those are problems that bus drivers know well. Joining us today to talk about it is Reginald Howard. He's president of the Amalgamated Transit Union Local 788, which represents Metro bus drivers and mechanics, along with other workers. Reginald, welcome to the show. Welcome. Good morning. Good afternoon, brother. Now, Reginald, you've been working for Metro for nearly 25 years. Have you ever dealt with a time that's been as challenging as this one? Never, never have. Never have. Now, the Post-Dispatch reported last week that several Metro employees have tested positive for coronavirus. Were those some of your members of your union? Yes, they were. And what do we know about those cases at this point? Well, you know, they're protected by the HIPAA law. They won't, you know, reach into and tell us anything about that. All they'll do is let us know that we had positive. Okay. And so you know you have some positives. You don't know specifics on who they are. I assume at this point um, they are not anywhere close to working. Um, has right. Me- they, quarantined, they quarantined at this time. Okay. Has Metro made any changes due to the reality of, of this being something that could affect any of your members at any point? Well, in, in, at one location, they, they work from inside from my headquarters down on Broadway. They uh, set a lot of people up to where they could work from home. 
uh, out in the bus garages, not really, not at this time. People are they having to, to keep doing what they were doing. They have to continue to do what they're doing. Well, we're asking, we're asking for a deep cleaning for, you know, to get an outside contractor and see if they can come in there and, and do a deep cleaning of the buildings because we spend, operators spend a lot of time in a, a sitting area waiting for their runs to go out. And we're just asking for, you know, outside contractors to, to build the confidence back up in, in the operators that, hey, this building is clean and sanitized. Mm-hmm. Has that uh, been something that, um, that Metro has been willing to do? We, uh, we don't know directly. You know, if they have, we hear they were supposed to be, but we don't know directly because uh, that's some of the reason why a lot of people uh, have not came into work. Okay. So people are choosing to call off rather than have to deal with the conditions or possible conditions. Um, okay. They self-quarantine themselves. Okay. How is that affecting the ability to have enough drivers for the buses? Uh, from what we heard, is is causing a problem as far as getting the runs out, you know, too. But, you know, we, we're still saying is if we, for the operators to feel comfortable in the situation that we, that we face with, we face with a pandemic that nobody knows what the cure is mm-hmm. or, you know, what and what to do other than stay at home. Mm-hmm. So, and so in Metro, what they're telling them is if, if you're sick, stay at home. Mm-hmm. So, so bus drivers are staying at home, but then that maybe causes some other problems. Yes, it, it, it could possibly so, possibly so. Okay. If you rely on the bus service, we are interested in hearing from you, whether you use the uh, bus or Metrolink. Um, if you still rely on public transit right now, we're wondering what your experience has been like. You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Now, Reginald, you mentioned um, the driver's hope that there would be some deep cleaning of, of the buildings that you all use. Has there been deep cleaning of these buses? That right there, no. I, I, you know, we have cleaning companies. We have cleaning companies with contracts that clean at each facility. Mm-hmm. And there's been, you know, questions for a long time on, on the cleanliness of the buses. Um, but what we're asking, what we, like I said there again, we want, want them to have some professional cleaning at least once mm-hmm. to build the confidence of the operators at least once. For that, and also, you know, throughout the nation, everybody, you know, we finally got rear boarding and rear entry, where they come in the back door and they exit out the back door. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we fought for a while for PPEs, for the gloves and and the sanitizers, the hand sanitizer and stuff like that. And by PPE, also, you mean the the personal protective per- equipment? Personal the, protective equipment, exactly. The drivers <clears throat> want to be wearing this, just like say a medical worker might be wearing it. Right, because you got people from outside that's getting in and out of these buses all all day long, and you don't know what what they may be carrying. Mm-hmm. So you so so the thing is the confidence builder to make them feel safe. And so, is that something that's being provided right now to bus drivers? For the most part, yes. It was a while for us to be able to find a lot of the equipment. We can't find masks, okay. and nobody around could find masks. But we finally got a hold of the gloves and the hand sanitizer and the wipes to wipe down your area stuff when you get when you get on the bus. And when you say we, um, is this the union trying to provide things uh, for these drivers? Everybody's looking at the company, really the company. Okay. You know, but this is a collective effort from everybody. You know, because of some things that they can't find, we've been trying to look and try to find it ourselves too. Because what we try and do is provide for for people that's driving and, and operating these buses. That makes sense. So Metro, um, it sounds like there was initially some problem finding this personal protective equipment, but at this point, what you're hearing from the drivers is that is something that that most of them have been able to get their hands on. Right, 
and, and the thing about the, the sanitizing of the buses and, and the buildings and everything is a confidence builder. Mm-hmm. You know, because right now people are afraid, and, and, and I understand them being frustrated and afraid because there is no cure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can certainly see why why people would be afraid. And as you say, they're right there dealing with the members of the public. Something I find myself wondering is when it comes to bus boarding and fares, typically a rider is less than six feet from the driver when they pay their $2 or swipe their pass through the card reader. Has that protocol changed? Yes, like I told you, they're doing rear entry. We're not taking fares right now. Oh, okay. So buses are no longer having, bus riders don't have to pay? No, not right now. Okay. Is right, that right also now. the case with Metrolink on the trains? That's that's correct. There's no fares being taken right now. Okay. And so that allows people not to have to be as close as they would have been when they right. were coming they through come, those front doors. Right. They're not coming through the front doors unless it's an ADA passenger with a wheelchair or something like that. Okay. Other, other than that, it's rear boarding. And is it your sense from talking to your drivers, are passengers staying away from the drivers, staying away from each other? Well, as far as the passengers are concerned, that's, that right there... So it's an issue still because they're allowing more than 10 people mm. on, on a bus where, where CDC states 10 people or less, and then that's including the operator. Mm-hmm. So people maybe can't spread out if there's more than 10 on it. That's, that's correct. Okay. I want to go to the phone line. Susie is calling from Creve Coeur. Um, Susie, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. Hi. I'm so grateful for the service of the buses, and I want them to thrive. Could you tell someone that might be afraid to ride a bus what they could do to be proactive uh, when they're getting on the bus so they would feel more confidence in riding them safely? For instance, what would they do to cover themselves or what would they touch or not touch or how would they or where would they seat to be proactive to use the buses, support them and be supported? Susie, those are great questions, and um, I don't know if if Reginald has the answer here. I know he's the president of the local union, Um, obviously not in particular a a COVID-19 expert, but Reginald, any thoughts on things that bus drivers can do to just make sure everybody's staying safe right now? Well, it's it's not much a bus driver. Or sorry, bus riders. I I just misspoke there. (laughs) Okay. You have to protect yourself. You know, if if you have to wear gloves, I've seen people walking down the street with gloves on and masks and stuff on their faces. And stuff like that, and and like I said, as far as keeping your hands washed and everything like that, but you got to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. So you'd like to see passengers um, take these um, these restrictions as seriously as they can to to be wearing masks, to not be getting on the bus if they're sick, things like that. That's correct. Okay, um, those are some good suggestions. And Susie, thank you for that question, and also your appreciation for our local bus drivers. I want to go back to the phone lines. Nancy is calling from St. Louis. Nancy, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. Yes. Good morning. I guess my thought is, at the very least, understanding that we do not have testing facilities that are accurate. Or, I'm sorry, that are adequate. Mm-hmm. At the very least, our bus drivers able to obtain or the union through for the bus drivers are their thermometers Mm -hmm. that each bus driver can be tested every day before he sets out on his route to make sure he himself or she herself does not have a temperature that would sort of halt the transmission of the virus if they could be stopped before they set out on a route Nancy, that's a that's a good idea. I know at City Hall, for example, before people enter, they're checking their temperature. Um, Reginald, any idea if that's happening right now for drivers? Yes, that started last Monday. Okay. We, they, they have to uh, take their temperature prior to them signing in to go to work. 
Well, Nancy, that uh, that must be good news to hear that that is something that uh, that Metro has implemented. And is the equipment available? There are thermometers uh, to 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 use. I assume from what your answer was. They they have a they have a company that uh, tests prior to them coming in the building. Okay, so Reginald, somebody is there with a, a precise thermometer who's checking everybody, is what you're that's, saying. That's, that's correct. Okay. Well, thank you for that call, Nancy, and, and Reginald, that's great to hear. Um, bigger picture question, you know, bus and train drivers are there every day. They're interacting with the public. They don't know who's going to get on that bus. Do you feel like they're being paid enough right now to work in what is really a high-risk <laughs> environment? <laughs> you know, we never, you're never paid enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and and there's that question is being uh, brought to the forefront about hazard pay. You know, for for performing this work today under these conditions, or so you'll never get paid enough. And at this point, are bus drivers getting hazard pay for being out there taking these shifts? No, not right now. Okay. Now, Metro Transit workers approved a contract last December um, after months of negotiations. Up until this point where COVID-19 ended up just dominating what we're all thinking about, what had mor- what was morale like in these last few months leading up to this problem? Leading up into this problem was going pretty good. It was pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. But once this thing surfaced, I mean, it's been a, a total uproar. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like people are just feeling a lot of anxiety right now, the people in yes. your union. Yes, they are. What's the number one thing that they would like to see coming out of management at this point? I know there's a number of priorities if they had to pick one. Sanitization of the, of, of the buildings and the, and the buses. Okay. Well, that's, a, that's great to hear, and I hope this is something that Metro leaders are, are listening to. It seems like that might be something doable. So you'd like to see that happen? Yes, yes, we do. Well, Reginald Howard, uh, president of the Amalgamated Transit Union Local 788, thank you so much for joining us today. All right, thank you. And and good luck to you and your members. I hope you guys can stay safe out there. All right, thank you. We appreciate it. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.